Sanya Mosaka on 702-702 for the curious. It's nine minutes past two and we step into the second hour of the show. Always thank you for staying with us. We've got the lines open to you throughout this hour. Because this is where we tackle consumer issues with renowned consumer journalist Wendy Nola. We call it Nola Knows <laughs> uh, because Wendy's just so knowledgeable. And today we'll be tackling two issues. So it'll be a tale of two halves. And one really is um, an issue, an old one that we'll be revisiting because Wendy was roped into um, a case that she's been following up with. But it's something that is so common, that is so commonplace, uh, as we've established before. So we thought it would be um, interesting to bring it back onto our agenda. But we start with the fresh one. And right through the, our conversation, we welcome your calls, of course, on 011-883-0702, for your SMSs and your WhatsApps and your voice notes on 072702, because we draw on your experiences and your insights based on what you've lived through as you are consumers much like us. Ourselves. And then we have a champion for all of us, like Wendy. Wendy, good afternoon. How are you doing today? Uh, as a, I'm good. A little cold in the studio, but yeah, I'm good. I have been <laughs> seeing videos of the weather you're experiencing in Cape Town. Yes, we're oh, feeling the aftermath, you know, the tail end yes. of the weather up here. No, mm. Let's just say my prepaid electricity spend this week is <laughs> <What>? <laughs> the highest so far this year. It's just, you know, keeping warm is expensive thanks to ESCOM yeah. these days. So, yeah, no, but it's other than that, all good. Mm. And we've got some interesting topics to get our teeth into this week. Yes, absolutely. So tell me about one of your young colleagues because yes. <laughs> uh, I think a lot of people will be able to relate to this one. Well, okay, so so... In the Cape Talk newsroom, here where I'm based, there we have a, a you know big a, a wide mix of uh, of generations of age groups, and so one of the uh, young producers, uh, she's uh, I would say she's uh, mid twenties, mm-hmm. twenty four, twenty five. She said to me as I was passing by, she said, "Wendy, you really must do a story about petrol attendants and how we can't um, tip them on our cards because we were." We young people, are <laughs> uh, we we've moved into we don't use cash. Mm-hmm. And and her colleague who's around the same age says, I can't remember the last time I went to an ATM. Now I do, um, snap scan and I use my cards a lot, but just through habit, I always have cash. I always have cash on me. So um, what, what are those places that you need so, cash for? I know that for a parking ticket, I need cash because not all parking, not, not all parking, um, uh, uh, stations, pay stations well, take cards. You know, the Santons of this world are able yes. to take your card, so, but not all of them. So you need cash in some places. I, and I realize what I, the, the time, there are times I choose to use cash over card. Um, and I suppose it's not always rational, you know, my, my reasoning behind it. But I also, <laughs> but then I realized through having these conversations, was she said, I feel so bad that I cannot tip the petrol attendants who do so much for us in this country. That no, we, there are times when you service. need cash. And with, and with such, Good grace and yeah. humor, and they really, I mean, that's the one service provider that I always over tip, if there's such a word as over tip, but I always tip generously because I appreciate the service and they're out in the elements and, and, and. Mm. And she was saying, I want to, but I can't, and they won't let me, there's no facility to add the tip on the, you know, onto the card payment. And yes, there's an ATM, usually an ATM at every um, service station, but 
to if it's not your bank, you pay huge fees for yes. other ATMs. It can be depending on how much you're drawing. I just checked my. I have two student children whose cards are linked to mine, <laughs> and they don't pay to tap their cards, which they do all the time, right? So that's you can see the incentive there to draw money, as my son has just done. He. He drew 150 rand. It cost him three rand seventy from our bank, and mm. because it was another bank's ATM, twelve rand seventy. So oh, he paid four times. Sorry, more. he paid. Sorry, he paid. Sorry, another nine rand. So the total of twelve rand seventy sure. to draw 150. It's getting on to ten percent, Azza. Yeah. So you can see. So now, if you're going to go and draw some money to pay the tip, I mean, it's just getting a little bit ridiculous. And then I realized that I um, eat out fairly often mm-hmm, and I, because mm-hmm. I used to be a waitress and because I understand some of the illegalities that are going on around the treatment of waiters in this country a lot of them if you pay your tip on the card it they will get a deduction for not just the bank fee on their um, on the tip but for the whole bill sometimes mm-hmm. um, and then I, and they have to share tips and it gets docked for all sorts of other operating expenses of the restaurant which is completely illegal so I just know um, I always tip in cash, so that's one reason why I have cash on me. And mm. I realize, yes, and for car guards, I realize you're cashing, you're carrying t- <laughs> cash on you mainly, so you can tip. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I'm, the, you know, not to say I'm a huge, you know, the, the, the altruist or whatever, but I mean, we do, I, we do tip in this country, and I thought, You've got these two systems working against each other. You've got moved, you know, this massive incentive just looking at my son's student achiever card there, account there. So there's, he, he, it costs him nothing to pay by a car, but it costs him a massive amount to draw cash. Yeah. Um, and, and yet you've got these systems where, um, for example, you know, with the petrol attendants, basically the fuel retailers don't want to take the knock on the tip on paying the the, the bank fee yes, for the tip. And so they just that. isn't. And you can think how the imagine how the lives, given that we, so many people just don't carry cash on them anymore. Mm-hmm. Imagine how the lives of those um, petrol attendants would be enhanced, would be improved if people were easily be able, able to pay the yeah, tip Yeah, like a 10 rand here, you know, 15 and rand there. I didn't realize it because there. I always tip them in cash, whether I pay for my petrol in cash or with a card, and it's mostly with a card. Yeah. I, it never occurred to me that there's a whole generation of, 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 of motorists who don't tip because they don't feel that they have the facility for it because they don't have cash. Enough. Right. But so what, what, what's, what prevents, discussion. let's look at the, the, the challenges around why fuel retailers don't accept uh, tips for the attendance okay. on card. So I phoned um, the Fuel Retailers Association of South Africa. Reggie Sabia, who's the CEO, was unfortunately heading into an all-day meeting. Yeah. And he apologized for not being able to speak to me, but I have seen... Um, Cape Talk actually interviewed him about this issue last year again at a listener's um, in response to a listener's question around this issue obviously a young listener I would imagine Mm -hmm. who didn't have cash and they said um, credit cards are administered at a loss for for fuel retailers what they're saying is everything is regulated with fuel right so they have a certain margin that they can add to the actual cost to them right and they don't feel that they want to erode that margin further by the quite considerable um, bank fees. banking fees that yeah. they have to pay to their bank. Legally, they can't pass that on to the consumer. Right. Many many retailers do do that, which yeah. is illegal. Uh, you know, if you go and pay by card, they'll say, okay, that's an extra 5%, completely illegal. Mm. Um, uh, so he was just saying we um, encourage our 
uh, you know, motorists to please, um, we encourage tipping, but please do it in cash. There are ATMs, and I've already discussed some of the um, pract- impracticalities around that. that. The costs. Yes. Yeah. So, and, and, and then he did end up by saying something interesting in that they want to be engaging um, with the Banking Association of South Africa and with the Reserve Bank mm-hmm. to try and get an exemption um, for uh, fees, banking fees on uh, on for, tips for, the, for, for, the, for, for fuel purchases. Right. Okay, um, let's take so this call from Derek and then we'll take a closer look at that because it probably has implications for other sectors as well because we tip in other areas. Derek, yes. you're calling us from St. Churian. Good afternoon. Yeah, um, thank you for the opportunity. Uh, I stand corrected, but I'm under the firm impression that, um, the, that, an in, that a tip for your fuel is included in the fuel price. That was made known quite extensively about a year and a half to two years ago. That you're, So from that point on, we stopped tipping because it's included in the price. And I think we need to just check on that. I don't know if it's only in Gauteng, but it's definitely, uh, as far as I know, it's countrywide. And it's right. worth checking. Derek, may I ask you, from what you recall, what was the source of that information? Mm. 702 radio. It was two <laughs> really? times on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. In my research, I never came across that. And certainly I would have thought that it would be something that um, the Fuel Retailers Association of South Africa CEO would have mentioned in his radio interview, which he didn't. Yeah, yeah. I was quite, I was quite surprised when I heard you saying that you had spoken to him. But I think have another check because I definitely did hear that and not only on one occasion. Right. And you're saying for you, that's what made you change behavior. That's wow. what made you stop. Uh, tipping. Yeah, yeah. yes. Right. Oh, and, and he and wouldn't have been alone. No, that doesn't make and any sense. I mean, there's no mechanism yes. to build a tip into the fuel the price. The fuel price. The yes. margins yes. are so lean. Uh, unless they were saying. That. Right, I don't know. I'll definitely look into that. Thank you very much, Derek. Thank you. Thank you. That's Derek and Centurion. Maybe someone else listening right now will be able to confirm that. Um, and uh, let's try and get to the bottom of that issue. So which part exactly is illegal? Let's clarify that point oh, because we do okay. tip uh, in other areas as well. Okay. No, not what's, what's illegal is for the um, – Oh, sorry, you're talking about waiters. What's a, what's, so what happens is, the two guys, let me get through them. The first one is if you pay with a card, yeah. you can't be charged extra because you used a card. Mm. So it's contrary to the merchant's agreement that the retailer signs with their bank. Yes. They may not pass. We so have our own carry, bank charges as consumers. They right, so the retailer carries those carry bank it. fees. Yeah. Yes, which the fuel retailers have a, a problem with and saying, well, now they're going to have to pay. They're going to have. They're not going to carry the bank charges on the tips. I think is what the, the contention is there. Mm-hmm. With the restaurants, um, oh, sorry, and there's also the Consumer Protection Act that says you can't add on to the advertised price. So you can't add on VAT, for example. Okay. Um, and you can't add on a fee because you've paid by card. What they can do is if they've advertised something at two hundred rand, say they can say five percent discount if you pay cash. That's that's fine. But the you can't add on to the advertised price. Right. You can discount it for cash, which some people do, and it's to avoid having to, you know, it's to, it's to compensate for the fact that they won't have to pay bank fees. Mm-hmm. But in the restaurant industry, because as with petrol, so many people routinely pay for everything on their cards. Mm-hmm. And so you add the tip at the bottom there, and um, 
it has become quite a widespread practice for restaurants to before they hand the tip, uh, pay the tip over at the end of the week or the end of the shift to the um, to the waiter, they deduct um, a certain amount. It's normally more than the an- actual bank charges, but it's, say it's five yeah. percent from that tip yeah. or um, the total of all the tips that they've got on cards for that shift um, before paying it over. But there's also other abuse of tips. In other words, they'll deduct for breakages. Per mm-hmm. shift, whether the, mm-hmm. there's been any breakages by that waiter or not, it's all illegal in terms of the sectoral determination for the hospitality industry. What? Which, which, yes, it's completely. They can't touch those tips, but it's become so routine that people um, are not. It's not. It's yeah. It's just become accepted. I got an email today, um, and I'll try and uh, call it up while we're chatting. It was one of the worst abuses I've come across, but something like thirty percent. Of the, in fact, it was thirty percent of this person's tip was ret- routinely um, retained by the restaurant for all sorts of operating costs, whether 30%. they liked it or not. Thirty percent. So, I've done a lot uh, on all the various platforms that I have and on yeah. social media to say if you are inclined to pay a tip, and it always starts this debate about why should we and why does the restaurant not. Mm-hmm, but let's just mm-hmm. move away from that mm-hmm. for the moment and say if yeah, you're we've inclined had that discussion to pay, here. it always it's always a side shoot. But if you feel that you want to pay a tip, whatever tip you feel is appropriate, um, I would say Rather try cash. and pay it in cash because the waiter will walk away with that on the spot and not have to. Share it with anybody, whatever you feel is right or not right in that situation. The, the law says, um, that section of the labor law says that the waiter has a right to retain uh, 100% of their tip. And I'd love to hear from and that waiters. Happen. Yes, and I'd love mm. to hear from waiters about uh, these practices and how much these deductibles actually are. Um, if indeed, Ooh, indeed. Are shocked. we opening a can of worms with this? No, maybe one? that's another show. But let's go with what the listeners want us to. Yeah, discuss. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and what you can share with us on that one, because learning that it is illegal, I think, uh, and knowing illegal. how commonplace this practice mm. is, is very worrying. Um, and because it's an industry-wide thing and how patrons so readily include their tips with the view with the trust that it will be given to their waiter in full in full precisely mm. um and mm. yes we do process these amounts you 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 um, are going to do the transaction and you will pay for that fee that transaction with whoever the merchant is the bank uh, that, that you're doing the uh, uh, transaction through but ultimately this kind of abuse is 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 Exploitative. Let's go to Dean in Pretoria. Hello, Dean. Hi, guys. Uh, a couple of things. Uh, I disagree with the putting the tip on the card. Yeah. Because I'm, I don't see that I'm paying a tip for just the waiter. All the waiter thing is carrying the stuff around. I'm paying a tip for everybody. Kitchen so staff. Yes. Is the kitchen staff. Absolutely. So that, that's why I'm, I'm happy that that tip gets split uh, on, on that front. But on on the other hand, uh, on the fuel guys. It's been an issue to me, and I've, I've tried to figure out ways to do this. And the one thing I thought of was, if all of the fuel attendants at that garage go and create a Zapper or a SnapScan account, yes. yeah. I can then give them the tip off my phone, rather than because I, I've never been able to do it on my credit card. Mm. Uh, I need to do it cash, but I never carry cash. Oh, yeah, we've lost Dean. What a pity. But I think that's a great idea. And this is the kind of thing that the union could get involved in. Yes. You know, uh, uh, I think they're going to have to. We're going to have to. Yeah, move to cashless. And if the, if the industry doesn't get that concession on 
bank charges not being charged on, on fuel Start purchases. to introduce I can't this, see yes. that happening. I Felicity think board, actually yeah. says that in London, even the buskers have those card zappers, which allow passerbys yes. to contribute in that way. Let's equip our petrol attendants with those, she says. And um, Dean obviously putting that out as well. I think so it's a fantastic idea. Wonderful opportunity, entrepreneurial opportunity yeah. for somebody who's in that space. Yeah. I just wanted to comment on what Dean said. I, I agree with that and some people do feel that, but the, but the tip is being illegally um, abu- abused in terms of deductions for breakages and um, bank charges, which which is a clear abuse. So there are a lot of a lot of things going on at that tip, some which you might approve of and others which are definitely not okay. Yeah, so because isn't that powerful course? That's just part of operations that breakages should be factored in as part of uh, doing Absolutely. business. And and if you think about it, I mean, the routine deductions, whether you broke or not. Mm-hmm. I mean, one, one waitress wrote to me and said she worked it out in an average month, the breakages that would cost that were deducted from tips from her and her colleagues, she said they could never own that number of glasses mm. or plates or whatever. She said it was a massive amount. <laughs> Here's an SMS and it says, what about the cash tips that go directly to the waiters and doesn't get split to kitchen staff as well? But ultimately, what is the restaurant owner responsible it, for? Just the ingredients exactly. and paying rent? Anyway. And, and in, also, like, it has to be done with the consent of the waitress. You're, yes. you're choosing to pay the money. If you as a patron like... Dean feels that the other staff must also be remunerated. Mm-hmm. There's nothing mm-hmm. from stopping him going to the manager and saying, please just share this with your staff. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. But I think we're slowly sliding into the area that we didn't want to touch on. Let's this go to true. Dave in Melrose. Hello, Dave. Hello, Zania. How are you? Well, and how are you? Good, good. Fine, thank you. Sorry, I've tuned into this late, but um, I'm appalled, needless to say, like I'm sure many of your other listeners are, that... Um, Learning staff should be covering some of our restaurants' operating costs. But anyway, be that as it may, is there not a way of having a, a website or somewhere where these restaurants that we know about that are doing this can be listed and then I can choose not to go near them? Mm. Mm. Um, I, I'm working on something, <laughs> let me just say, because um, I've discovered that so few people know what's going on and yeah. I'm, I'm definitely, I've, you're not the first person that suggested that. So, um, I think there is some merit in a, in a naming and shaming process. If I may, just before the news, just read this, this case that came in today, Azza. Okay. I have an issue Dave, with the rest let's of just that release just Dave. Dave, is yes. that the essence of your point? Yeah, that essentially was it. And you know what? A good kick up the rear end to people who do that to, to yeah. their staff. It's yeah. Disgusting. It's very so, cruel. Um, I agree. Yeah, I mean, it's awful. I wish I'd heard the conversation, but, um, yeah, I think cash might be the way to go. Yeah. As far as tips anyway. Anyway, but uh, yeah, interesting. Thank you. Thank you. That's Dave in Melrose. Yes, Wendy, how did it go? How does the So S- today, email go? 9 o'clock, Coppers 9 this morning, uh, a, a woman wrote to me, obviously not going to name her, I have an issue at the restaurant, I've just quit today. This is why she's brave. After every shift, 30% is deducted from our pay slips. From our pay slips. 18% for pool tips that have never been proven to give to waiters and 12% for card commission. 12%. That's no way the restaurant is paying 12%. Mm. It is unbelievable what they are doing, and now they're refusing to pay me my week's money because the table signed off on a bill without the food on it. Um, blah, blah, blah. Um, she, she and goes on to talk about um, breakages as well. So the abuse is, is rife, but because there's so many people desperate for, for jobs, yeah. jobs 
um, given the job market, this is a way, you know, you can at least get some earning. And mm-hmm. They, mm-hmm. They, if you complain, they say, well, there's a line of people waiting to come in mm. for this opportunity to, to work here. So off you go, bye-bye. So did she say then, what her take-home is after she, all of this? Like what's the percentage of what she gets to walk away with? She she didn't. She said there she was owed 3,278 rand for the week, which will tell you something about what a full-time um, waitress, waiter can earn. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't, I wasn't prepped for today's show so i haven't had a chance to go back to her but this will be a great case study for a show that we do um devote to these sorts of issues Mm. Uh, a whatsapp says banks will not offer concessions to hospitality industry asanya have you seen the amount of jobs being shed in the industry so must bank employees carry the burden of everyone maybe a state bank uh yeah because we were talking about fuel um, yeah. So, but uh, this WhatsApp is saying hospitality industry. Yeah. Let's take a break for the moment. It's 29 minutes past two. We'll continue to take your calls and then we'll bring you a new case that Wendy was roped into that has to do with um, a story that we touched on early on, Wendy, when we first started uh, um, our, yeah, yeah, our conversations with you. Ago. Exactly. Yes. So that unintentional shoplifting. Mm. Yes. <laughs> I think it appeals to me so much because I'm so absent minded and I can just relate yeah. to some of these things that happen to people. Yes, yes. So we'll share Lindy's story after the latest in EWN headlines with Sviso Zulu. Sviso? Lines are always open on 011 26 minutes to uh, 3 o'clock. If you've just joined us, we've been in conversation with renowned consumer journalist Wendy Nola. Thursdays, the second hour on the show, belongs to her and your consumer issues. Now, in the first half, we were focusing on um, tips for petrol attendants. And then it just extended to tips for waiters and what the most efficient way would be to allow them to get the maximum value of the tip that you give them. Because giving them tip via uh, your card has all of these deductions via um, the retailer, the fuel retailer, or even um, if it's if it's the waiter through the restaurateur. Um, and there are lots of abuses clearly in the industry. And they can't pass on the costs of processing those tips to the consumer. That is simply uh, illegal. So those add-ons onto the card um, the, uh, or, uh, to process that tip is simply um, not allowed. So what are the other ways? How can you get that tip to them? I'm getting so much reaction, Wendy, on our platforms at the moment. And Mike, thank you for giving us a call because you're actually talking about something that I'm getting quite a few tweets about, a tipping platform called Ukesh. 100%. Thank you very much for having us uh, on today. Yeah, Mike, tell me about it. What is it? So Ukesh is a micropayments platform that we've developed. Yeah which um, allows a person to be able to pick up a QR-based card. They can pick it up at any pick-and-pay shop around the country. Mm. And with that card, you're able to tip them with any MasterPass-enabled app. So what that means is that you can use your Zapper or SnapScan or your FNB app or your Medbank app or whatever it is to be able to tip a car guard. So any payment mechanism that you'd like to use, yeah. you're able to tip the car guard or the uh, uh, the waiter or anything else um, based on their QR code that they can wear around their neck. 
Yeah, because um, Tom and Tom, uh, Ed on Twitter says, what about setting up petrol attendants like they have the parking guards in Parkhurst uh, where you can pay them by scanning a QR code on your phone? So in the reflector bibs that they wear, they often do have, like, you know, in the top pocket, they have the slip which has a QR code. And that's how. That's exactly right. And that, and that is a cash, um, our solution. Yeah. Um, so we actually partnered with a lot of communities to be able to, um, allow car guards to be, uh, to receive tips. Mm. And with that, then, as you say, Parkhurst was one of the first that we launched. I see and you're in Linden as well. Parkhurst is Linden as well, 100%. Um, and yes, it, it just makes it very easy for people to be able to tip because the problem is at the moment is people don't carry, you know, five, ten rands worth That's of change okay. to be able to give someone anymore. Yeah. So are these cards then accessible through pick and pay? As in, uh, correct, yes. So they're, they're available to pick and pay money counters across the country. So if I'm a car guard, I go and purchase one and then they, I see that there's a unique number underneath the QR code. Um, and there's also what, a master code? Is that the master code? So it's a master pass code. So it's powered by a master card. Mm-hmm. So the same as Visa and MasterCard, the, uh, the, the credit cards. Yeah. Um, and what that means is, is that with that master pass code, there's interoperability across many different QR payment platforms. So you don't have to download an Okesh app to be able to pay an Okesh uh, merchant. You're able to use any uh, payment mechanism that you're comfortable with where you have your card details already stored. Ah, And then how, if I was the car guard, if I was the petrol attendant, how do I get my money then? And what are the costs of administering all of this? What are the fees? 100%. So we have multiple different versions, but uh, the standard card that we've got has a, a fee of five rand per month. And to be able to access their, their money, we've partnered again with Pick and Pay. So um, they can via a USSD code or our app, either or. Um, you're able to dial the USSD code, create a, a token. And with that token, you can go to any Pick and Pay uh, till point around the country and be able to withdraw the cash directly from that till point. Yeah. Our app, it's a little bit, there's a bit more functionality via the app where you can uh, generate codes to withdraw at ATMs and at uh, spots and a couple of other different shops, etc. Hmm. But Pick and Pay is our major, uh, our major partner. Yeah, where well, the cash can, uh, can be withdrawn, so to speak. Correct. So there's a lot of safety then, the safety benefit, because clearly they carry cash if they're paid in cash, so they can be easily victimized in, if we pay them mm-hmm. in cash. So in this sense, you eliminate the crime aspect. Um, and then, of course, I think these administration costs five rand per month is, is quite reasonable. Um, and what other areas, what other industries can this be utilized in? Well, uh, you mentioned the safety aspect. I think that's a very important point that you make, that we've actually found that there's a lot of industries that are still paying cash wages to, um, to employees. So if you take, for example, the building industry as, as case in point, so the building industry, um, on a Friday afternoon, you'll have a lot of uh, building contractors that are driving with many different wage packets in their, in their cars and on their person. Uh, which obviously comes with a huge amount of risk. Same thing from a builder themselves, that they get paid on uh, the Friday afternoon and then they enter a taxi and uh, because of they're dressed as a builder, they know the likelihood of the person carrying cash is very high and they get mugged and robbed, etc. 
So with this, you're able to pay wages directly via, uh, whether it's a QR payment, you can EFT it. There's many different ways that you can pay, but it eliminates the need to be able to carry cash. And it's safe and secure. Um, so, and the, the person who's receiving the tips with, or wages or whatever it is, is able to withdraw cash at their convenience at any pick and pay around the country. And up to what kind of amounts? What's the maximum? So we do have limits on uh, on from a um, uh, limits regarding anti money laundering. So with the anti money anti money laundering limits, there's a limit of three thousand rand per day and twenty four thousand rand per month uh, that you can transact with. I see, and there are no other extra built in things like a funeral cover that I didn't sign up for, or like whatever else. That may, no, so may cause so, so deductions. A, so, so we have two separate uh, two separate cards or card types. So the first one being just a standard card, which I mentioned to you as a, a fee of five rand per month. Um, there's also we we've, we're actually a registered FSP as well, and have, have launched a life card. So what a what a life card is is to be able to assist domestic workers and anybody who's earning wages that is um, on lower lower down the, uh, the the income pyramid to be able to have cover that they can't normally afford. So if you have a look at that market at the moment, it is quite saturated from a funeral cover perspective, as mm. you rightly mentioned. Um, whereas if something happens to somebody on as a taxi accident or uh, you know, if you have a gardener, for example, that is chopping trees and injures themselves and falls out of a ladder or your domestic worker, something happens to, etc., uh, you know, what do you do? Um, and so with Okesh, we have a life benefits card, which comes at a cost of 60 rand per month. And that 60 rand per month then gives you 100,000 rands worth of death, death and disability cover, as well as 100,000 rand um, emergency assistance at private hospitals. So what that means is that you can phone a, our call center to be uh, routed through to an emergency um, support center, um, who will then send the nearest ambulance, you know, MedK 911 or okay. Emergency Med or whoever it is, um, to be able to take you through to, uh, to the nearest hospital. Right. Wow. How long have you been around, Mike? Um, so we uh, soft launched last year, November, mm. um, and have been around since then. So we've only been going for about eight or nine months so far. Uh, but we've had great take up uh, across across the country. Sure. Uh, that Wendy? was my question: Is it mainly Gauteng centric or uh, around the country? It's around the country. So, as I say, we partnered with Pick and Pay. So, you know, anywhere that there's a Pick and Pay store, everybody is uh, signing up. Yeah. Currently. Okay. <laughs> So great for domestic new... workers, sorry. Yeah. Great for, for casual domestic workers. Mm, um, correct. Pay, you know, maybe work for three different families in a week and they've always been given cash. And as you say, targets on the, in the tax Absolutely. And, the ranks. Are you uh, yeah. a brand new startup or are you a subsidiary of somebody else? Uh, no, we're a, a fintech company. So our company is actually a, a software development company. And um, as a CSI initiative, we, we saw the need and launched okay. a cash. All right. Mike, thank you so much. um, Thank you for that brilliant explanation on what you do. And I hope people listening will see value in your solution. Thank you. I hope so. We're trying to to fulfill a need. uh. And hopefully you'll be able (laughs) to make inroads into uh, the fuel retailers and the unions involved there for uh, petrol attendance. You're 100% right. We are are engaging with them at the highest levels. 
um, to be able to talk to you know the, the head offices of BP and Shell and all the different uh, uh, fuel stations because it is a real it is a real problem yeah, that uh, you get you, you you arrive at the petrol station as you've mentioned and you can swipe your card and you know again who carries five or ten rands worth of uh, mm. change with them all the time to be able to give uh, give a tip. <laughs> Wendy does. Thanks a lot, Mike. Thank Clearly, you. I'm a dinosaur. <laughs> no, don't worry, Wendy. You're in good company. I also have in my purse. Okay, won't lie. I don't know. I always think there's an eventuality. Oh, you know, geez, I think it's yeah. Sometimes maybe. like ten and twenties, like rolled or, or like you know folded, and it's there with everything yeah, else. But, but I've got to no, be able to find some. Absolutely. But the younger generation. I mean, I look at my my kids. They thirty rand for this and. Fifteen yeah. rand for that. Swiping. Swap, swap, swap. Yeah. That's how they go. So let's That's take a break. Roll. And then after yes. that, uh, we'll take a look at uh, Lindy's scenario, her situation yes. with that unintentional shoplifting. And then we'll also take just general consumer questions that you may have. Lines are always open on 011-883-0702. Right, it's uh, 13 minutes to uh, 3 o'clock and we've got not too many minutes to get through this one. So, Wendy, just quickly set this up for us. It's a case of unintentional shoplifting and we've got uh, the lady in question. Yeah, she's on the line to us. Yeah. Okay. Do you want me to set the scene and then bring bring Lindy in? Absolutely. Okay. So, So, Mandela Day, last Thursday, a week ago, Lindy goes to gym at Boulder's Shopping Centre in Midrand. Early in the morning, as usual, she then pops into clicks with a friend of hers. She'd been looking for a, a new kind of clear mascara for some time. Went and asked an assistant if they stocked it, and they did. So she got this mascara, and mm-hmm. then she bought a couple of other products. Headed to the till. She was then started looking for her purse and her gym bag. She said she's not quite sure what happened, but um, the main thing that she came to buy, the mascara, ended up in the gym bag without her realizing it. She paid for the other things. Mm-hmm. Um, as she left the shop, the, the, the um, scanners beeped, you know, the security scanners. We've all had that happen to us, um, in most cases, by mistake. And long story short, she ended up uh, in the manager's office. They called mall security, sure. and um, she was um she tried to say it was accidental and mm-hmm. you know let me pay for it and no 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 and um she was detained in the mall uh, in security section for a while then landed up at the uh, police in midrand for three hours was released on 300 rand bail and needs to now appear in court next wednesday on a charge of theft unless she goes for something that is offered to first offenders, which is a diversion to NICCO, the National Institute of Crime Prevention. But here's the thing. You actually have to say that you did it. There has to have been intent to steal. Theft is not theft if you don't intend it, right? And as soon as, if you go to NICCO and you say, but I didn't mean to do it because now they want to deal with your with your problem that you're not wanting to shoplift. And you say, but I didn't mean to. Then they send you back to court. And then you're at the mercy of the magistrate and you could land up with a criminal record. So she's either got to do what she doesn't want to do and say, I, yes, I did it, and you know, I meant to steal. Or she's got to take her chances with the system and landing up perhaps with a criminal record. Oh, okay. I didn't know about this diversion pr- uh, program. Yes, so it's because she's a first-time offender, Only and of for course, first offenders. Yes, uh, and they so try and rehabilitate you. you know? Yes, <laughs> and of course, there are all these other circumstances around it. So she paid a bigger bill. How much was the bigger bill, and how much was the item that she uh, is yeah, accused so of shoplifting? As I said to Clicks, you know, I'm no criminologist and I'm certainly no attorney magistrate, but 
But I've covered a lot of these cases in 20 yes, years. And yes. first of all, do you ask a shop assistant to take you to the item that you're intending to shoplift? Seems unlikely to me. Mm. And if you're going to shoplift 44 Rand, they're much smaller things with a much higher value in a, in a, in a shop like Clix. And she spent nearly 300 Rand on a protein shake and, and some, a, a personal toiletry item. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it, And she anyway. was cooperative, right? When the beep well, went off? Well, yes, but most people, I mean, even a genuine shoplifter would say, oh, I didn't mean to let me pay for it now. And, if you know, so they they don't fall for that. Ah. But the point is, and unfortunately, no CCTV footage, because you can normally tell by that footage if it was a mistake. It's, 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 you know, an experienced person would would be able to get a lot from the footage. And there is no CCTV footage in that store, Mm. unfortunately. So I don't want to bring Lindy in first before I tell you. Yeah, we've lost her on the line. Have you lost her? Yeah, and and the line's not going through anymore. So at this point, she appeared in court. um, No, she she hasn't appeared in court. She was um, released from the police, uh, I think. Although you normally have to make a first appearance, but anyway, she's appearing on Wednesday. Okay. Um, and she's seen a lawyer and whatever. So as I say, she has this dilemma. She's scared and and confused. Mm. I approached clicks for comments, saying, you know, is there no discretion here? Are, do managers know? Can't they weigh up the circumstances and say, you know, actually, we can see what happens. Play for it. Be on your way. And the answer was. Um, that they have standard operating procedure, which is when that security machine is activated, mm. uh, go to the manager, call them all security. Mm. She says the unfortunate, the click spokesman, the unfortunate reality is that theft is a global phenomenon and not exclusive to clicks. We know this. Our shoplifting policy dictates that if the electronic alarm is activated um, and the item in questions not on the slip, mm-hmm. then um, it needs to be handed over to authorities. I asked if they kept track um, of how many of those cases landed up is, with the prosecution, and they said they weren't at liberty. Or, um, oh, they, they didn't have that data. Well, they have it, but they're not going to be sharing it with us. Oh. Um, wow. I, well, I'm not sure either. Or we, they, we not we don't have yes. have it. And I made the, the the point. The irony of is, um, I don't know if it's happened to you, Asa, but it's happened to me. It clicks more than once mm-hmm. where you've bought your goods, and as you exit that shrill horrible sound of the um, security equipment goes off and for that second or two you stand there as a potential shoplifter it's awful humiliating it is awful and they just say oh sorry check yes okay you you you, you when, they, get ha- a when very, they haven't removed the tag yes so in other words the their mistake mm-hmm. so they get to make a mistake around this issue of shoplifting but what a dilemma wendy and we can't oh, it's yes. such a dilemma because Yes, as, as, as you said, her lawyer understands the situation, but she's got a choice to make that if she goes to Nicro, she has to admit guilt and then yes. be put through this diversion program yes. called that route. But yes. she's uncomfortable with that because her intention was not to do this. She, she says, and obviously it's only her word, but that's for a magistrate to decide. But as I say, yeah, I I'm don't going want to, to pass judgment, to but court. it seems an unlikely. Yes, so yeah. I... I ran this past a criminal, a Durban criminal attorney, Wesley Rogers, who deals with these matters. Yeah. And he gave some fascinating insights. He says, what I told him about this incident, as I say, is only going on what I've told him. He says it does, the modus operandi does seem to suggest that, that Lindy didn't have the, what he called requisite intention to commit the crime of, of theft. It isn't a crime without intention. He says, um, um, the, 
unfortunate factors, and listen to this, security officers are given pro forma, a pro forma statement to fill in regarding shoplifting have, and have no real knowledge of the law, are unable to exercise a discretion or whether or not the legal requirements for the offence are present. It's just a, by, you know, by numbers, fill in the form. Due to the prevalence of shoplifting in South Africa, security officers by default arrest anyone who on the face of it has passed at a, a till point without paying for an item, irrespective of whatever explanation is offered to them. The police treat these matters in the, matters in the same way. Mm-hmm. It will place mm-hmm. every accused under arrest for shoplifting, irrespective of an explanation. Interestingly, in Lindy's case, she said the police actually were were like, we don't know, what, what, saying to apparently to the clicks personnel, why don't you drop this couldn't you not see what happened and they refused and and here's the thing saps and the uh, npa national prosecuting authority are stats driven organization and shoplifting provides a good number of arrest stats for the police i.e making them look good in the fight against crime oh, wow. most accused persons don't really have the resources to pay for an attorney to run a trial on such a petty charge so they will they will jump at the necro offer mm-hmm. um, where they have to informally accept responsibility for the offence. So in other words, it doesn't go on a record, but they've had to say publicly. I did it. I did it okay. um, because of convenience and affordability. And that diversion counts as a completed stat for the NPA. So no adverse finding is made. Okay. And a prosecutor doesn't have to submit a report to their superiors as to why there was an acquittal. Hmm. So it's it's quite um, interesting, the backstory to this whole thing. So yes. you either, and he says, and I'm going to be writing a story about this for sure. He says, Shift, theft by shoplifting charges are the way they're handled is by far the, the, and what do you say? Is by far the biggest miscarriage of justice that we encounter as criminal attorneys. Interesting. Wow. So Lindy has a, has a choice to make there. Mm. Um, he says mm. what he's done in other cases is to submit formal representation on the beha- on behalf of a client, setting out the fatal defects in the state's case. In other words, no no intent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in most cases, it results in a withdrawal of the charges on the merits without running the trial. So it right. just goes away without them having to say, to yes, to I trial. did it in yes. order to, to escape the whole thing. But. But as I say, as, a, as an absent-minded person, mm, it's never it's happened to me. But to I, I hear these Very stories easy. and I think, you know, I, it could happen to me. And then you're in this, the, 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 the eye of the storm and you mm. don't know what to do. You're between a rock and a hard place as Lindy now finds herself. Absolutely. Well, we weren't able to get her back on the line. But it's important that we are thorough when we get to that till point. If there's an item that we had on our shopping list that is not on that counter, be thorough. Do not walk out with anything that, no, keep you, it in your that, hand, that you haven't paid. Absolutely. Put everything so, in a basket or a trolley so that you're very clear about it. Yeah. Uh, but Wendy, we are out of are. time and I'd hope that are, we would just take general um, consumer questions. But maybe we should set aside one of these future uh, sessions for just a general session um, where we just take questions, question after question. How's I'm that? I'm very happy for that. Agile um, and hope, nimble enough. Hoping, <laughs> hoping Nola knows the answers. Yes. Um, <laughs> we can do that next week if you like. Let the listeners start thinking about what they would like Absolutely. me to try and answer or advise on and um, yeah. we'll, we can go with that. Absolutely. So let's do that. I know we didn't have time as we had promised. We wanted to trial that today, uh, but the question on the tips just took its own life took on its own life um and i'm glad that we could get to a reasonable resolution and we 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 managed to get to a solution that is 
implementable and is a local solution. I think that was fantastic uh, what Mike had told to us happen about. With, yeah. with, with the new generation not wanting to have cash on them, it's something had to happen. So Absolutely. That's brilliant news. Absolutely. Well, as always, thank you very much. So thank for you, next Reza. week, we will have just that general, so it'll be about your calls, your questions uh, for Wendy.